episode of the Gaming Hook Podcast. So we're going to dive straight in, guys. Obviously, we had a week off last week. Um, far more important messages that needed to be signalled around the world. So we kind of went on radio silence. Um, but we're back this week, raring to go, and there's been lots of news. Um, we're going to start this week. Firstly, I'm going to apologise. Um, in our last podcast, I said I wasn't quite sure whether Halo Infinite was going to be a launch game. Uh, I've actually gone back and done some fact-checking on that, and it definitely will be a launch title for the Xbox Series X. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, okay, what we're going to do, we're going to take a run-through of what we've been doing for the past uh, week um, or so. Um, just run through what we've been playing, that sort of thing, just to give you guys an insight into to what we've been up to. Um, ben, I'm going to throw it over to you first. You can start. Okay, okay. so first up, I... And you obviously have been. We've been starting to play Valorant because we haven't played Valorant before, and it recently came out after they did a beta, and now it's available for free. So we've started that off. Um, I'm quite enjoying that actually. To be fair, it's a bit different from what I usually play, but it, it was good fun actually. Yeah, yeah I'm enjoying it. Couple of games, yeah. Um, and then we've got. I've been playing Rocket League as well alongside that, um, and then. I've also been playing a little bit of PC building simulator because I recently bought a PC and I can no longer build with it. So I figured, well, I can get a game that means I can build it. So I nice. think that's about it for me. Yeah. Excellent. I, I've had a busy week or so um, in, in a gaming sense, I guess. Um, I've made a very bold choice that I'm going to prioritise um, gaming on PC uh, and Stadia. Um, as my main two platforms um, so with that in mind I built a new PC um, which was good, not built a PC for a long long time, really enjoyed that um, and then in terms of games, what I've been playing obviously you mentioned Valorant where we've had a couple of games um, I've dropped in, played a couple of games on Warzone um, which was pretty interesting first time giving it a, you know, giving it a bash um, enjoyed it. Feels very different from a normal COD, uh, but obviously, you know, it is designed to be slightly different. Uh, other than that, uh, I've worked my way through three quarters of the story mode on Power Rangers, which is one of June's uh, pro games on Stadia. <laughs> uh, ben, I know you have feelings on that one. Um, uh, I just, I kind of was thought, hey, you know what? Why not? I'll give it a go. I used to watch Power Rangers back in the day. And then started playing it, and it just felt oh, sorry. I know you probably quite enjoyed it, and I wasn't expecting a lot from it, but it just it felt like a PlayStation Three game, or like it. My, yeah, my expectations were not high. Uh, have I had a little bit of fun playing it? Yeah. Am I a Power Rangers fan? By no means, but it's been a good bit of fun, and it was free, so. I've, I've played through it, um, you know, for a good sizable chunk. Mm-hmm. Um, one game that I have enjoyed playing through, I've completed Super Hot this week, which is ah. another June pro game. Um, wow, loved it. <laughs> I knew you would. It's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's just this wacky little, quite deep, makes you think, but also just, it's just crazy fun as well. It's particularly weird in VR, 
It's a bit... It takes some time to get used to, but it's good fun, if you ever get the chance. Yeah, I can imagine it's uh, a bit out there on uh, on VR. Mm. Um, some of the storyline, I found that, obviously, very different settings, but the whole kind of um, concept of man-machine and being controlled, um, you know, um, took me back to summer when I played the Turing test, which I also really enjoyed as a, you know, as a puzzler. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, really great fun. Really good fun. No, really good fun. Excellent. Um, we're going to move on to hit or miss, which is going to be the main segment where we cover what's going on in the world of the various formats. Um, so we're going to kick it off with PC this week. Um, and I believe Ben is going to cover that one. Yes. Um, given the other massive reveal, there's not been a lot of PC stuff. I don't think. Um, obviously, you know, we played Valorant, and apparently Modern Warfare had an 84 gigabit download, and then the speeds were throttled to one megabyte, which, yeah. um, uh, is, is there that many people playing or downloading at the same time, or... Yeah, they're, 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 I've seen a whole raft of, of comments, you know, throughout the community on this, and it, uh, it it's not gone down well, and people have been frustrated. Um, it was a big patch for Warzone and Modern Warfare, um, and yeah, like you say, eighty-four gig, um, which is massive. That's a lot, uh, you know, especially for a patch. Um, yeah, and then to be frustrated by throttled download speeds was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Actually, thinking about it, I think one of my friends mentioned that he was trying to download the update, and he's, you know, because we sometimes play uh, on the odd occasion, but they, there's guys I'm friends with, and they started playing it, and he said, Oh, sorry, I can't come on because it's downloading at like 140 kilobits a second or something. Yep. And I'm like, Whoa, okay. So well, we might be ready in time for next week. Um, to be able to play, um, but eighty-four gig for for an update. I, yeah. Are they putting in that much? Well, clearly. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I think they've actually had this problem with their servers for a little while because I actually downloaded Warzone last Friday, um, and even last Friday, um, I had ridiculous speeds. Um, I ended up pausing it through the day so that I could do various other bits throughout the day uh, and just kicked it off and, and let it run overnight and it was done by the morning. And, oh my god, but it's just 84 gig. Yeah, I think Doom Eternal has, like it says, around 50 gig for PC. And that's, you know, the whole game. This is an update. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> What are Activision putting in this update? Maybe we'll cover that separately. <laughs> yes, maybe. I mean, that could literally take up a whole podcast. Just yeah. deep diving into exactly what they're putting into Warzone. Because... Yeah. Oh, geez. I think it does also encompass Modern Warfare, so... Yeah, true. You know, it's kind of Modern Warfare and Warzone, so it's kind of bit of a joined update but yeah. nevertheless it's still a hefty update it's, it's a massive update <laughs> it's huge um, and then 
Valu, the only thing I would... The anti-cheat. We kind of briefly touched on the anti-cheat with Doom. And then... Yes. So this... Is it Riot Vanguard? Vanguard, I think it's Riot Vanguard, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Riot Vanguard, um, yeah. It runs from startup. And I think you can turn it off, but you can't play it if you turn it off. Uh, yeah, if you t- if you um, if you try and turn it off, um, it tells you, you know, it comes up and says, "Are you sure you really want to do this? The game will not start until you've rebooted your PC." I, mm, I kind of did a bit of reading into it, um, and there's people with a similar issue with Doom complaining of performance issues, like blue screens, you know. Uh, luckily, I don't. I don't know about you, but I haven't had any problems with it. I've booted it up three or four times, and I've not had any issues with it. Oh, I've not had any issues with it at all, um, and I've booted it up two, three times. It's. I think that's a watch this space. You know, a story, yeah. a, a story develops on that. Possibly. Um, I mean, I'm I'm likely to play it in the um, coming weeks because my uh, Razer gamepad arrived today. My Tartarus V2. Oh, nice. Um, along with my newly purchased Razer Ornata, and I managed to snag some Razer Hammerhead iOS headphones that are usually about £100, and they were on £20 on Amazon, for whatever reason. Some seller in Germany was selling them for 20 quid, so I was like, alright, I'll give that a bash. Um, I'm nice. kind of, I'm going full Razer at the moment, I think. You have literally Razer. Yeah, I have completely. Um, so I'm looking forward to trying out Valorant on that because it's it's a weird one for me because I've never used a gaming pad before but it's kind of I would say it's part controller part keyboard isn't it because it's got it's got a D-pad on it which I've set to WASMD to control movement Um, so yeah I'm I'm interested to play a lot more Valorant Um, let's hope it makes you razor sharp Uh, last night when we played it. That wasn't that bad. (laughs) You should have seen the game I had earlier because I I was three kills one round. Nice. Nearly nearly saved the whole round. Look, I didn't. In the end, I got killed. But never mind. I think PC-wise... That's it, unless there's something major I've missed, but I don't think there is. No, no, well, um, I, think we're, I think we're good. You I can talk about Xbox. Yes, let me uh, talk about Xbox. So, obviously, I think much of the focus this week in the gaming industry has been elsewhere for obvious reasons, but, you know, not going to tread on your toes with that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Series X uh, game event is... Um, Rumours started to circulate that the event in July... Um, showcasing the some of the games um, was actually going to be delayed until August. Oh, uh, and kind of rumours started to swirl so badly that Aaron Greenberg had to come out and say, "Guys, we have not delayed anything. The game event will still go ahead in July as planned." Um, which is probably a good thing that they, ha- you know, we came out and made that statement because I think Xbox fans would have gone absolutely mental <laughs> if there had been any delays. Um, and it looks like um, going back into touching on Halo Infinite again being a launch title, it's widely expected that 
that's going to make an appearance at the game event. Okay, I would hope so because that's, as far as I'm aware, the only exclusive that it's got running for it at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think we, uh, you know, that's probably this part of the conversation will probably cross over pretty deeply with, mm. um, you know, between the Xbox and PlayStation segments. Uh, but certainly, <laughs> I think they need this update big time. Uh, you know the the July event. They need it to uh, they need it to hit and they need it to hit pretty quickly. Um, you know they've been good with divulging spec. Um, obviously, it, it was the late part of, of twenty nineteen that they showed us what the console is going to look like. And it's been that long ago. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, um, and then obviously. You know they had that little bit of a car crash of a uh, of a gameplay reveal with um, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which we picked up on in the last episode. Mm. And then obviously PlayStation dropped this week with their uh, with their showcase and put a lot of games out there, which I think has put a lot of people, uh, you know, in a position where they feel like. PS have pretty much handed it to the Xbox boys right now. For me, yeah. I'm still out there. I think they've been pretty well structured in terms of let's talk about device, let's give you a glimpse, let's hit power, let's talk about what it can do, let's talk about features, and then they've you know they've they've got a dedicated game event coming, um, and I think that can only be a positive thing. Leads me into again Aaron Greenberg featuring in the news. <laughs> um, <laughs> after last night's PS5 showcase, uh, he tweeted and congratulated uh, Sony on their PS5 showcase. And of course, as you'd expect from any good loyal employee, <laughs> um, reminded gamers that most of the games will also be available on the Series X. I, I on, mean, I, I know you're dying to go on and come <laughs> on. <laughs> I just when I saw it, I thought, okay, I understand what you're trying to do, um, but from a completely non-biased point of view, it looked very desperate. Um, it was kind of a bit of a backhanded compliment in the sense of, oh, well done on tonight, but also just remember, we are having these as well. Um, uh, I don't know. Is there a particular reason that Sony, so Sony, Sony are getting to show them before Xbox, or or is it? Um, you know, it could be interpreted in multiple ways, couldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, I think Xbox made it clear that they weren't going to jump first. I think they were reluctant to to jump first in showing off games. You know, for whatever reason, Sony have elected to go with one two-hour-long session um, and just hit everything that they possibly could. Um, you know, in my view, I think you know that they're clearly not trying to steal the press, shall we say? I think you know it's honourable that he's tipped his hat and and congratulated them on, on a successful showcase, but. If you want to be straight down the line, completely independent, is it a bad thing that he's put a reminder out there and say, look, just because that was a PS showcase, 
don't forget the games will come to our platform. Oh, oh yeah, I, I I completely understand. You know why he's done it. I just there could just be a number of ways it could be interpreted, and I'm sure the Xbox fanboys will have it interpreted in one way. The Sony fanboys will have interpreted it in another way. PC fanboys probably won't have even looked at it to say anything about it because they won't care because it doesn't matter what they bring. The PC will always be superior. Um, Stadia people are probably just like the people who are, you know, when you see these like fights on Facebook or whatever and there's someone recording it. Stadia and PC are kind of the people recording it right now, I think. Uh, You know what? I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Um, I think whilst lessons will be probably learned on how to deliver a showcase and how to communicate, you know, information, I think there'll be, you know, elements of lessons learned in that sense. But I very much think Stadia will probably be sitting in the wings going, "Mm, okay, Uh, I think I'm going to rub my hands a little because... You boys are still playing around with hardware. You're still playing around with downloads. We're not. And we're in a, a truly next generation situation. It's it's, it's going to be an interesting year, I'd say. I think so. Now until next year, I think everything's uh, going to start to ramp up. I, I think even beyond that, I think anything into 2022, I think it, it, it's going to be massive for the games industry. Mm. It's going to be so important no, to see which way, yeah. uh, you know, the tech goes, which way consumers go, all that sort of stuff. Um, mm. Next up under Xbox, um, and I know this was a story you wanted to drop so bad. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars Squadrons. Uh, been revealed and it is highly anticipated that the trailer is going to drop at the EA uh, reveal on Monday. Is there... Sorry, no, carry on. I was just going to say, so what we're, according to Jeff Grubb over at VentureBeat um, and, and some of his sources, it's looking like uh, the game is going to be head-to-head multiplayer uh, with potentially some element of, of, of single single player campaign um, thrown in there as well. Oh, I well, <laughs> I will remain cautiously optimistic um, because of the dearest publisher who is publishing this game. I don't. I don't know. Does it say who's making it? I haven't seen who's making I've just seen obviously no. it'll be EA, but I, yeah. I don't know which team. I assume DICE. I would imagine so. If it's multiplayer, I would assume yeah. DICE. Um, what I saw was that it, the trailer for that was on the 15th, but the live, EA's live plays until the 18th. Which, yeah, 15th is Monday? Yeah, so the 15th is Monday and the next yeah. Thursday is the yeah. live play thing, which I thought yeah. is where they'd reveal the Star Wars. But Potentially I... so. It's only rumoured that it's going to be Monday, uh, that it's going to feature in some way of, of what they're, uh, you know, 
what they're featuring. Uh, but you could be right. It could drop Thursday. You know, there's there's two potential windows for that for that content to drop uh, out into the open for people to see. Um, I guess we've just got to sit tight and see which way it goes. Um, I'm like you. I'm going to sit on the fence. I mean, I've been burnt by Star Wars games in the past. Uh, <laughs> I think Battlefront for a starting point. Um, uh, it, yeah. And this one, it's, it's going to be very different because it looks like it's going to be air-based. So it's got some kind of airship to airship um you know, combat game. Uh, oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think I'm going to sit on the sidelines and wait and see what more information drops and then wait and see what the trailer does um, and kind of hold on to any judgment before. I'm going to try and stay impartial. I don't want to say, I mean, it's Star Wars. Who doesn't get excited about a Star Wars drop when it comes to a game? But well, I am getting incredibly excited, and it's... all I've done is look at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, so... Looking at Star Wars's post on Facebook, they have said it's June fifteenth, four p.m. Whether that's yeah, UK yeah. time or US time, I don't know, but that's uh, that's a definite. Uh, that probably be US. I would have thought that's a definite for um, Monday. Which doesn't make sense why they would do that three days before the actual EA event, but I, unless they've got um, too much to discuss next Thursday that we're all going to be blown away. I, I think they've got a lot. You know, they've definitely got lots to, to discuss. I mean, certainly, um, you know, there's there's rumoured to be other games that have got dropped by the end of the year, early part of next year. So, who, who knows what we're going to see, Brock? Well, I know which game I'm waiting for next Thursday, but will it ever happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, I, knowing you, you are going to be edging your bets and kind of sitting on your hands, waiting and praying, following that tweet from the Dead Space creator. Yes, Anthony Johnston. Who yes. said, if um, you like Dead Space, keep an eye out on um, Thursday's reveal of the PlayStation 5. And everyone kind of went a bit mental, including myself, because I saw that and thought, oh my god, okay. Um, I'm not saying that was the main reason I watched the Sony event, but there was a big part of it. Um, I, I won't get into that, because I'm, I'm going to spend too long talking about that. But... Um, they, he said that, and then there was another in a video for uh, the road to PS5. Apparently, one of the developers said, "Oh, 3D audio would be really useful for Dead Space." And then the Anthony Johnson has also been working on a game for two years, which he's incredibly excited to reveal. So. I don't know, and that tweet has since been deleted, and obviously nothing was, as we know of, shown, um, which makes me, I would, I'm, I'm just going to say optimistic, hopeful, <laughs> that they announce something next Thursday, and 
I can I don't even know I can't even remember when Dead Space Three came out. It was years ago now. Yeah, it was. It's been a while. It has been a while. They said it wasn't a success and they weren't doing it again. But I think we'll see. I I genuinely think I know you want to come on to the BS event, uh, which we'll do in a minute. But uh, I think we'll see a new IP from them. I don't know what it'll be, but I think we'll see a new IP. Don't know if I want a new IP. <laughs> I don't know if I care enough. <laughs> uh, wait and see. Wait and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, um, and the last piece of news I've got for Xbox uh, for this week is the X3 remake. It's a cell shaded FPS, uh, which was initially released in 2003. Uh, it's dropping on November 10th, uh, as revealed at IGN Summer of Gaming event this week. Uh, well, I quickly um, I took a look over at the Steam store uh, just to get a little bit of background um, and so I'm just going to read you what it says for those that aren't familiar with the game. So X3 is a remake of the cult first person action game that was initially released in 2003. You play as X3, a man without an identity, in a solo campaign with numerous twists and turns inspired by eponymous graphic novels. The game features a completely reinvented and unique cell shading design. In X3, players can also take part in fierce multiplayer fights. Um, the country remains in a state of shock following the assassination of President Sheridan. You wake up wounded and with amnesia on a deserted beach on the East Coast. The only clues to your identity are a tattoo of the number X3 near your collarbone and a locker key. Even though your memory is failing, you discover that you have reflexes of a highly trained professional fighter. You set off in search of your past, discovering that you have played a role in the murder of the President of the United States of America, and revealing the most astounding conspiracy ever hatched in the country's history. I can't say I've heard of this game before, but at that point in time I would have been six years old, so that's probably why I haven't heard of it. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know. I have to say, reading that, you know, there's a lot of hype for it online. There's a lot of people super hyped for the fact that this is getting a remake. Okay. Um, so, yeah, let's see what it holds, and maybe we can do a feature on it nearer the time. Mm. Um, well, one of us will grab a coffee, do a run through, and um, maybe we'll feature it a little bit more at a later point in the year. That sounds good. Um, uh, I'm going to throw it over to you because I know that you are <laughs> dying to talk about this PS5 showcase. Oh. Um, so, if you have been living under a rock for the past few days and you have somehow missed the announcement of the PlayStation 5, I would go watch it. Um, now, <laughs> before we start, both of us were differing opinions on this event, as you can probably tell, from my excitement, I was incredibly excited and I loved it. I thought it was really good. You, on the other hand, felt quite underwhelmed, which, you know, I understand. That's fair enough. Yeah, I'd tell people to go watch the highlights rather than the two hours that I'm never going to get back. <laughs> Is it really that bad? Let's move on. Carry on. So, okay. <laughs> um, so if you, yeah, if you haven't caught it, there is a 
in my opinion, very nice looking console, um, which does look a bit like a Wi-Fi router. But I, I'll, I'll go past that for the sake of, <laughs> yeah. The memes that have come out about. I know. I've seen so many to do with. Um, yeah, people have gone. Oh, I've already got one. I put two envelopes around a Wi-Fi router and. Uh, so we've currently got what looks like a big fridge and a Wi-Fi router is our next generation of uh, consoles. Um, now the games, the first one, which was, was the first one to be revealed, um, was Spider-Man of Miles Morales. Now, there's been a bit of confusion. Um, I read something a few minutes ago which said that Sony have said it's a standalone game. But when we read something on it, it said it was a significant expansion and the original game as one, bundled for and upgraded for PlayStation 5. Yeah. Um, so, I'll be honest, I'm a bit confused as to actually what it is at this point in time. Um, but <laughs> I am sure nearer the time it will kind of be further explored. I, I don't know. It's it's a weird one because it, I, it, you know, the Spider-Man only came out two years ago. Um, for Insomniac to pull a turnaround on that while still making the DLC for the original one and also developing another Ratchet and Clank, which was also revealed last night, it, it seems like a crazy turnaround to have an entirely new game. It would be a Big, uh, it'd be a big feat to be pulled off. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly from what I've seen, um, everything points to the fact Sony are confirming that it's part of a remake of the initial Spider-Man game, um, and is a, in their terminology, a substantial standalone piece of DLC. Hmm. That's that's what I kind of thought it would be. I didn't think it would be an entirely new game. But see, my question to you: mm-hmm. This is PlayStation's next gen, and we know that Spider-Man. Yes, it's a couple of years old, and it was a hugely successful game. I sense a bug coming. But do you really lead with a substantial DX DLC expansion as the first game that you show for your brand new console? Uh, I mean, to me, for me, not as I'm not a fanboy, um, I was instantly very much like, okay, they they aren't messing around on this one. They are bringing. You know, they're bringing the tricks to the party. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I I understand what you're saying in the sense of here's our new console. We're not going to show it to you yet, but here's a DLC for a game that came out a couple of years ago that we're kind of advertising as a new game. Uh, so I get where you're coming from. I just think it's 
sends the wrong message. It, it really does, and the, the you know the hype. People seen it and instantly thought, "Whoa, new Spider-Man! Oh my God, what have they done? You know, they've dropped it." Mm. And then, you know, they're forced to come out and say, "Well, actually, it, it, it's not an entire game. It's just a substantial DLC with a remake of the original game." So, I mean, for me, it doesn't put. It do, it's not a good, a good light to start them out, especially after what was. I think. Personally, I didn't think the event was as a stellar success, but in terms of the way it ran, yeah, you know, there was the odd freeze every now and again, but it ran pretty well. Mm. Um, You know, I just, yeah, if it was me, I would have been launching with something different. You know, I wouldn't necessarily, don't get me wrong, throw the DLC in there so they know that it is and it's so people know it's coming when it exists but i would have gone in on a title that is resonant with the brand and is going to draw people in straight away that is a big exclusive that the you know the console is going to launch with yeah no i understand what you mean i, I think it's a potentially quite a risky thing to lead off of um especially when it's you know whether it is a full game or not, I understand. Um, I understand where you're coming from. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think, like I said to you earlier, didn't I? When we were, you know, we first spoke about this this morning, mm. I said to you, imagine somebody shows you uh, a clip of what looks like your favourite film of all time, and you look at it and think, oh my god, are they making a sequel? And then somebody comes out and goes, nah, it's just deleted scenes. We just really <laughs> No, I, I get it. Um, yeah. There were plenty of other games. <laughs> Some of them bringing a bit more ridicule than others. So I will I will make a list and then pick out the ones that I think, for me particularly, um, particularly interesting. So Project Athia looked pretty good. Destruction All-Stars, I must say, I was a big fan of. I thought that's the kind of game I've needed for a while. Some kind of arena, just massive cars crashing into each other. I've just, it's like Burnout, but in an arena. I think I've needed that for a while. Um, Stray? Yeah. Bug Stacks? <laughs> Pragmata. Pragmata was a big one I was interested in because I thought, Oh my god, this is Dead Space. I saw his suit and thought this is as close to Dead Space as anyone can get without EA going, hmm, that looks a bit like one of ours. Um, and then they said 2022. So, uh, that kind of knocked at the steam at me a little bit, but I was a bit like, oh, okay, that's fine. I mean, that's only two years away, but still. Um, Astro's Playroom, eh, not really bothered. Apparently it comes preloaded on the PlayStation, so you don't have to buy it. Um, Deathloop, which I quite like the look of. It's an arcane one because it looked very, very similar to Dishonored, I thought. I don't know about you. Yeah. Um, 
thought it looked quite good. It looked quite interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, the only thing with that is it's a timed exclusive. Now, I don't care what platform you play on. I don't agree with timed exclusives. Um, I enjoyed what Sony did last night. But it is evident to see in that circumstance that money talks a little bit. So, eh, I'm not... Just, and Bethesda as well. I didn't necessarily yeah. expect it from Bethesda. That, it did surprise me, especially. Because it's not the only one on this list that does that either. No. Um, a remake of Demon Souls. Um, I, I don't know if you've ever played Dark Souls. I'm not particularly good at it. Looks pretty nice, though, I must say. Um... Ghostwire Tokyo, that's the other one that's being published by Bethesda. Yes. Yeah, it's the yeah. same people that made The Evil Within are doing this one. Um, yeah. That looks pretty good. But again, timed exclusive, so yeah, massively happy about that, but it is what it is. Uh, Godfall. Godfall was one I thought looked pretty fun. I didn't think the music choice over the trailer was greatest. I don't know why they put mumble rap over, you know, like <laughs> medieval action. But yeah, I I think that's definitely something that I really enjoyed. It reminded me a little bit of Infinity Blade, if you've ever played Infinity Blade on yeah, the iPad. I've seen that, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for that. Goodbye Volcano High. Um, yeah, that doesn't interest me at all. Um, Gran Turismo 7 obviously they had to do it it yeah, made it sense always, it, it was always going to come, come. Yeah. Um, Grand Theft Auto 5 now I, don't, I you know, quite like Grand Theft Auto um, what I don't like is them saying oh we're going to do GTA Online but it didn't say it was going to do it as a standalone product because it said, oh, GTA Online, free for PlayStation 5 members for three months or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, and that kind of made me think, and I didn't really think about it until the morning, and then I thought, hang on, what does it mean by free? It's always been free. We've got the game, it's always been free. Yep. Um, then I read into it, and they're releasing it as a standalone product, which... I don't know. I I think they have seen exactly where their money comes in and gone, yeah, okay, we'll make that a separate mode. We'll That's make exactly, it something else. That is exactly what they've done. Um, they have, uh, they've seen a way to open up those eyes to pound signs and that's exactly how they've done it. Not, not massively keen on that. I think that's I think it was quite deceptively said because they didn't come out and say you know GTA Online is being released as a standalone mode which you will have to pay for again unless you're on Playstation which you gave for three months for free. They just said it's free and everyone's going yeah we know it's always been free because we've got the game. Um, Because I know a lot of people that will buy Grand Theft Auto just for the online. So There's a huge following who will just buy it for that reason. If they're making a standalone product, doesn't that kind of take away from the actual rest of the game? You know, if because 
it's the making. They are making. I know they're making a Grand Theft Auto Six, but if you know the majority of the people who play or buy those games, buy it for the online, then why are you gonna? Why why would you bother? Essentially, <laughs> um, so it may be a bit of a weird one, I think, for that. The thing is, I don't think they can afford to abandon the story element for Grand Theft Auto because everybody loves it. Whenever it comes out, it's one of the highest grossing games that normally drops, um, you know, across all the platforms. Yes. You know, I think they'd be they'd be mad to uh, to come away from that tried and tested method. But I think what they're seeing is in an emergence where people enjoy the multiplayer element they've seen an opportunity to to then create a, a standalone product from that and say look here you go that's this is if you want a solely focused um you know online multiplayer here you go here it is um you know let's run with that hmm. i get your point though if yeah. you know you got online with five and then all of a sudden you find that well, they're taking it away and making it separate. Exactly, mm. exactly. Not a fan of that. Um, anyway, Hitman 3, uh, I haven't played the other two. I kind of want to now. Um, they've said that's the conclusion to the World of Assassination trilogy. Um, yep. Which, I'll tell you why I haven't played it, because it's done in episodes, and I'm not a fan of games doing it in episodes, personally. Um but yeah, no, that looked pretty good. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, which was obviously the big one, the real big yeah. one, I think. Um, I think that for me, that's where you lead. If yeah. In your next gen console, that should have been your lead. Mm. No, I'm very much interested in that. It looks very good. Um, Jet, the Far Shore. There wasn't a lot behind that, or maybe in 30 seconds or so. But yeah. that looked pretty good. Um, Kena, Kenna, Bridge of Spirits or something. Yep. Kena, Kenna, how would you say? Um, that very much reminded me of a bit of Ori in the Blind Forest. Yes. I don't know about you, so I kind of think that's Sony's way of edging into the same kind of indie game area. Um, NBA. No, 2K21, I don't want to know about unless they've got rid of the microtransactions so and they won't um, Oddworld Soulstorm big oh, following big, big following. following, yeah I noticed that from that, I can't say I've played it myself so you know but it it, it looked pretty good um, there was one that I was really hyped for that I didn't expect to be hyped for which was Resident Evil 8. I did not... Come on, everybody loves a Resident Evil. I love it. I loved watching it. I thought, oh my god, that looks really good. And I'm a complete wuss, so why is this looking really good? But it looks really good. That's, that's the best bit about Resident Evil. You know, you it draws you in and captivates you and then scares the crap out of you. Yeah. So much fun. It's so I, much fun. It's such I, a great game to play through. I kind of, I'll be honest, I started with 7 because I think that's probably when I was just about old enough to start playing it. Um, and that's 
it was shit out of me, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, no, there was that. Um, Sackboy, a big adventure. Again, I think that's Sony's way of kind of... It looked a lot like a bit of a Mario Odyssey type thing. So I think they're trying to nab over the kids as well. Do you know what disappointed me with that? What? They've dropped the little big planet. Name yeah, I know. And gone with the Sackboy adventure. I mean, now don't get me wrong. I know that everybody loves Sackboy. It, it was the main attractor for a lot of people for, for Little Big Planet. So Sackboy's big adventure makes sense. And certainly mm. the, you know, the trailer they showed with the big environments, all that sort of stuff. I get it. I just, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm a little bit sad that they've dropped the Little Big Planet title. Yeah, because there wasn't anything PlayStation 4. It was just just PlayStation 3 that they did it. Um, so, it, yeah, like you said, it's a shame that they've dropped it, but it's still got its four-player co-op. Or it has a four-player co-op. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, just quickly reading a thing, it's saying that Spider-Man Miles Morales is not an expansion or enhancement or remaster, but it's not a sequel to Spider-Man. It's a standalone game, um, similar to an Uncharted Lost Legacy. So, I, that's an interesting one then. So it is a full game, it's just not a it's sequel, not, but it is a sequel. And it's just not a full, full game, it's only a little full game. So, I don't know, I don't know where I stand on that now. For um, those of you in the UK, I think this is, uh, it's, the message on this game is getting eerily close to the government's message on stay alert, stay home, go out, but stay home. <laughs> use public transport but don't yeah. you can go to work if you can but if you can't stay at home it's a full game but it's a DLC but it's not a full game because it's a DLC but it's not a DLC because it's a you know game but it's not a sequel yeah. it's a standalone uh, side call yeah please clear that up and give us some clarity yeah at some point. Um, as well as I don't know if you've ever played Control I don't think you have played Control have you no I haven't um Remedy said yesterday that they're bringing it to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X. When he said Series 1, I meant Series X. <laughs> um, so that's nice to know. I think um, I'll probably play it at some point. Um, and it's available on PC. Um, you know, so I probably will jump into it at some point. Hmm. Uh, I know you said like you enjoyed playing it. Um, yes. I think the biggest problem is I've got so many games on the go at the moment. I just... I don't really, uh, I, don't, I don't really have time to start yet another game. <laughs> if I'm brutally honest. No, that's but completely understandable. I will get there. I will get there. Um. You know what surprises me about the PS showcase? Hmm. Going into it, um, I said to you, um, and I think we also put this out on our Twitter page actually. There's three things that Sony need to do at this event. They need to show us the console. Yeah. They need to tell us when it's going to launch. Yeah. And they need to tell us the price <laughs> alongside showing us some games. We've got two out of three. Now, the games, obviously, we knew that was going to happen because they'd already confirmed it. So the three that we then said, you've got to show us that. 
we've seen that you know we've seen the console right at the end in you know both editions the you know the one with the optical drive the digital edition yeah um, and then they nicely showed off the charging pad and also the media remote um, and the webcam all of which look very nice I must admit I'm a big fan of the aesthetics this time around I don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I know you pointed out the fact that there's a very subtle hint of a V on the front of the design, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I looked at it and I thought, oh my god, that it's ugly. <laughs> I was really disappointed, and then to not have a price or a release date. But I mean, we've been doing some work this week, haven't we? We've we've been trolling through the. Uh, the PlayStation history books, shall we say, mm. trying to pin down a possible window. Um, and I've I, I come up with a, a theory. I've looked at later in the year, looked at the calendar, um, and I, I said to you, didn't I? And I think you're in agreement with this, really, in terms of the window. Um, that we, we're just going to go out there and say this. We think it's going to launch on the 12th. Or the twenty sixth. I think they're the two most yeah. logical. I mean, looking at the earlier PlayStation releases, some came out on the tenth. I think uh, one came out on the fifteenth, and then there was uh, another one drops on the 29th of November. Now we know it's globally going to launch in every region at the same time, because they've said it will be globally available at launch. Um, I think, you know, and I think you know. Yeah, sure. I should say we think the twelfth or the twenty sixth is when you are going to see that console drop. When Sony are going to announce it, I don't know. Um, and if I'm honest with you, I think they're holding back because with the release date has to come the price, and I think that's going to be the sticking point. Because <laughs> I, I've got a feeling that what you're going to see is uh, digital edition four nine nine. And then I think you're going to see the uh, the version with the disk drive in it dropping at five nine nine. Thoughts? Um, there is a thing on Amazon which was found. Um, I, I can't remember if I showed you or not. Um, oh, the dummy. Or a two terabyte. PlayStation Five at five nine nine ninety nine. Um, but see now, to me, that's got to be fake because we know that the PlayStation is launching with an eight hundred and twenty five gig SSD. Yes, this is what people have said. It is an eight um, eight hundred and twenty five gigabyte SSD. Um, that's a lot of money. Even for someone who's a big fan of um, PlayStation, that's a lot of money. Uh, and do you know what? I, I think from me, from my perspective, and I know you said right at the top of this segment that one of us loved it, one of us was somewhat underwhelmed. Mm. I think anybody listening knows which side I fall on. Um, but for me, there just was not the level of next-gen tech on display um, and I, I didn't see enough 
that's going to make people want to spend 600 quid uh, that it's just it's just such a lot of money and then to think you know that's for the UK you round that up to US rate with tax yep exactly that's like $750 yep <laughs> They go down that route, it's going to be a hard sell. It is. Hard sell. And especially considering they are estimating that in the first, I think it's three years, three to five years, they think that 15 to 20 million of the user base of existing PlayStation platforms will switch to PS5. Ah. Hmm. Uh. Speechless now, isn't it? Yeah, I, I just blah, 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 I don't even know what to say. <laughs> it, it could. I'm. I've seen something saying four four nine, um, and I think that was the digital edition that I saw at that price. You know what? I could say yes at six hundred. It would take a lot more convincing. And a God of War sequel to make me say yes to that. And as of yesterday, they have not announced a God of War sequel, so it better not be six hundred pounds. I don't think you'll see a four, four like a four four nine or a five four nine. Um, I could be wrong, but look at it. Sony's pricing history; it's always been a ninety nine. Um, it's never been a forty nine. Um, yeah, I I think that's it. I think I have exhausted the list pretty much. I think there was a few other ones on there, but it was nothing for me to write home about, I don't think. That wasn't too bad, was it? No. You were, you were worried about a, heat, a heated, spirited debate on PS5? Yeah, no, because I... Well, when you were talking to me about it, and I said, oh, do you fancy playing Valorant? And you were like, well, anything that's not watching this crap. And I was like, hang on, are we watching the same event? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I was so but, done with it and ready to get on. No, no, that's fair enough. Um, anyway, enough said, I'm going to pick up Stadia now. Yeah, you can talk about Stadia, I'll let you speak. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, after a, uh, an 11, 12-day silence from the people at Stadia and... Google, um, we uh, we got our first drop of, of some news on Thursday, um, which was good. Uh, so the community blog post went out um, at its, in its usual slot just after five yesterday. Um, so uh, there's ten dollars uh, or ten pounds to spend on your next game purchase, which. I found interesting. That's going to run up until the um, it's going to run up to the end of December. So obviously yeah, people have got uh, yeah people have got time to use it. Um, but it will come off your next purchase. I don't think there's any way to kind of say oh I don't want to use it for that game. I'll I'll wait and use it for something else later in the year. Doesn't know about that possible. So um, that dropped. Um, then in feature news they dropped. One plus five, six, uh, seven. Um, there's seven T and the seven Pro. 
now are supported with the Stadia app. Uh, the, like they, they support Stadia Play on the, the phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they've also pushed out um, the ability to play Stadia on all Android phones. Uh, but there's um, the caveat for that is any devices that aren't on the supported list are officially in beta. Um, and they the features will roll out um, to those devices um, in the coming days from Thursday. So if you've got an Android phone, you can do it, you can get it, you know, you can play it. Um, they're just looking for people to uh, contribute to help and make the experience better um, and obviously blanket all the, uh, the Android devices that are out there. And if you've got an iOS device, you can sit there twiddling your thumbs watching yeah. everyone on an Android device get to play all their nice games Chris exactly. yes, currently with an iPhone 8 Plus and a iPad Pro 11 um, all I can do is play on my Chromecast and I just want to play on my iPad I've got this beautiful screen in front of me that I can't play on um, to the point where I've looked at the other side and gone Ooh, maybe I should get Samsung S10 um, light as my main flagship device instead of iPhone. Excellent. Do you know what? I, I, I honestly don't believe Google are the roadblock in this. Um, you know, we know how difficult it is to get an app into the App Store. Oh yeah. Oh, I know um, exactly who's behind it. You know, no so doubt in my mind about that. Uh, like, I think there's an element of with Apple Arcade. They're just, mm. you know. They don't want to tread on the toes and, and lose revenue. Um, you know, they've seen enough revenue disappear in the past little while. They don't want to lose anything else. I don't know if you have heard. There's an app on the iOS store called Shadow. Um, I think it's a PC, straight like a Steam streaming tool. Um, they had an update recently, which meant they could. remember what the update could do now. And this was completely out of script, so I've not even got something written down to tell me what it does. Nice, um, that's useful. Yeah, um, basically they added a feature uh, in an update, and I think the next day Apple went, change it, or you're off the App Store. So I think oh. we know exactly who is in control at the moment, shall yeah. we say. Absolutely, and I think, you know, the bit that frustrates me on that point is Google and Stadia get the rap for the fact it's not supported on iOS devices. It ain't Google's fault. No. Sorry, kids. You want to play Stadia? Go talk to Apple. If you want to play it on your, you know, your iOS devices, because they're the ones that I firmly believe. That, don't get me wrong. That's my personal opinion. No evidence to support that. <laughs> I just know that the hoops you have to jump through to get an app out there. So. Um, I think they're firmly the roadblock on that one, but we'll move on. Um, <laughs> so more features, mobile touchscreen controls arrive, which is, uh, I know the community have been crying out for that for a while, mm. um, so it's a nice little add, um, even though, you know, the inception of the claws for mobile phones now, um, you know, to hold the screen and clip onto the controller, mm-hmm. um, are becoming more and more frequent. I think the you know the mobile touchscreen controls is a nice add-on, um, and then um, you can they've also dropped you can change the resolution um, on e- 
each device that you play Stadia on. So if you play it on a PC um, and your monitor's at a certain resolution, you've got a Chromecast Ultra, and then you uh, obviously play it on your mobile device, um, you can change the resolution and set it um, for which the, you know for each of the devices that you play on, um, which I think's you know. I think it's a pretty neat feature yeah, to make it pretty handy. Play on there, that's pretty yeah, handy. Which is good. Um, it, it makes it better, I think, for mobile devices in a case where the most mobile thing at the moment is the Switch, and that's locked at 540p handheld. Yep. Or is it 720? It's one of the two. It's either 720 or 540. Um, so. You can't change that at all. So I think doing something like that is a really good idea. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. That's a great idea. Um, the other things that we've seen, and slightly older news, but because we've not been able to do the podcast last week, um, we decided to drop them in this week. Um, there's a couple of the big features that were initially launched at uh, Google's event in June last year, um, which have had... Um, some communication from the developers of Crater and also the developers um, of Ember. Um, so Crowdplay, um, where you can watch a streamer online and there will be a button to click on their stream so that you can join their game. Uh, Muse Games, who developed Ember, uh, confirmed that they're actually currently testing um, and working on this, um, which is obviously causing the, uh, the anticipation uh, you know, the YouTube integration is really not that far away for the platform. Mm-hmm. Which I think is going to be a game changer, if I'm honest. If it works. They need to get that. They need to get it out there. Um, you know, I know a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the Stadia community is streaming on Twitch, that, you know, they're streaming on YouTube. Um, but that integration straight from, uh, you know, the, the CCU or, you know, the Chrome tab would be fantastic if they can if they can get that out there as soon as possible um, then the other one is uh, unit 2 the developers of crater have confirmed that state share will release in beta um, alongside crater at launch um, again this is another feature that was revealed back early 2019 um, basically it'll allow um, gamers to create uh, a unique link um, that they can share with other gamers uh, and it can bring those gamers straight to that point um, within that game alongside them so you can use it to challenge people uh, to beat times um, you know and you can just use it to, to kind of enhance the experience and, and get them into that exact state you know that exact point that you're in in the game mm. um, which I think is again a massive massively cool feature yeah, I think so. I think if they can keep putting out these features, I think it will be what they promised it would be all that time ago now. Was it? Literally, I think it was a year ago. This month, yeah, wasn't it? June, uh, yeah, sixth, sixth of June. There you go, over a year now. Um, yep. I think because of these the features that were promised that it didn't initially come, which they are working on, credit to them, they are working on them, I think it has generated <laughs> hate, and a lot of unnecessary hate, you know, yeah. I, it's it's 
one of those things where they seem to be hating on it because they can in some places rather than because they've got anything to really hate it on or they've not tried it themselves but you know um, yeah no it, it's good to see them still putting out features regularly and still testing things like this so absolutely no, good absolutely you know it's all for solidifying the platform making it better bit by bit you know and by the time they get to the point of having games day and date um, you know with a lot of the big developers um, you know when they deliver these sort of features um, I think it just becomes a more rounded platform and I think it'll certainly be something that a lot of people will take more seriously fingers crossed um, fingers crossed day and date brings me on to my last little bit that we have to cover um, <laughs> and I'm going to oh, get yeah. I'm not going to talk about it for long because it really frustrates me um, obviously uh, CD uh, Project Red um, have confirmed um, not that they had confirmed otherwise anyway um, but they've confirmed that obviously Stadia's version of Cyberpunk 2077 will launch later in the year in a three month window um, after the September 17th launch of the game on PC and current generation consoles now this caused a mass amount of frustration within the community a um, little bit of assumption a little bit of bad marketing um, but I think there's a lot of members in the community um, you know potentially Clive in the Stadia community did a, you know, a fantastic live post and kind of pointed out all of the evidence that was in people's uh, faces to sort of say go and read it they've always said that it was never going to be at the same time as the other consoles so don't get hit up about it don't get frustrated about it it is what it is it's still coming just wait for it mm. you know um, I think I mean my take on it is depending on what I'm playing at that particular point in time I, I, I might just I've got two choices I can either go PC or I can wait for it I think I'm going to wait for it because the size of the download and the day one patch is going to be massive <sighs> Is it going to be 84 gigabytes? Uh, who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think I could wait. I think it's a it's a kind of thing, and the way I see it is, if it launched at the same time as current generation platforms, you if you drop it onto Stadia and it looks better than Xbox One and looks better than uh, you know PlayStation Four Pro. People are going to go, yeah, that's fine, but the new consoles are coming out in a few months, so big deal. It's nothing. Whereas I think I see this as very much they're aligning themselves with next gen. Mm. And I know, you know, the smart, um, you know, smart delivery, um, where you, you know, obviously, if you get it on the, the current Xbox, you better get it on a new one, and it, you know, you'll have it. genuinely feel that they just want to make sure that they align with next generation um, and that's the way that they want to take it uh, anyway I'm going to move on, on <laughs> uh, I know we're probably tight on time uh, you know um, in, in trying to wrap this up um, I threw some bits in there for switch this week because I know we we've missed it from the first uh, you know from the first episode uh, I do apologize to the Switch community, um, 
the big news really coming out of there at the moment is they've got massive digital days sale um, of up to 75% off until the 14th. So a couple of more days left, um, or a day left by the time the podcast airs. Um, so, but I've picked a couple off the, the list, for examples. Um, we've got Mario Rabbids for like a 99. Um, Diablo 3, 24.99, that's half price on the, the store. Uh, and then Ori and the Blind Forest uh, is 10.49. So not bad, um, you know, but certainly take a reach over to the Nintendo store. Um, go and have a look, see if anything grabs your fancy in the, uh, you know, in that sale. And we'll throw it over to you. You picked up anything on the freebie side. So in terms of uh, PC at the moment, uh, the Epic Games Store is currently giving away Ark Survival Evolved until the 18th of June. Um, and they've also released there's a few more there's like there's three more titles they've announced will be free in the upcoming um, weeks which is you've got um, Ark Survival Evolved as we've just said uh, is it Snake Pass within there? yeah there's also another one called Samurai Showdown yep um, which is also free at the moment yeah Pathway will be free after um, Ark Survival Evolved on the 18th of June, as well as The Escapist 2, which will be free on the 18th of June until the 25th of June, same as Pathway. Um, there's currently two other free games going, uh, one of them called Sludge Life, uh, which is by Devolver. I don't know if you've heard of Devolver, Devolver are pretty doing yeah. what they do and yeah. another one called uh, Dolores a Thimbleweed Park mini adventure uh, yeah can't say I've heard of it but um, yeah those are the free games for the Epic Games Store um, I'm sure there were some games on Steam on sale um, is there any Stadia sales? Uh, the Steam sale the Steam sale finished uh, on the 11th um, and then there's no Stadia sales at the moment, but however, I'm expecting that to drop on Tuesday because uh, obviously Elder Scrolls Online um, becomes uh, free to pro subscribers um, on the 16th. Uh, obviously, the Greymoor expansion pack will release, so I'm thinking we'll probably see a couple of drops with um, some sales, and there is rumoured to be a big. Um, you know, summer sale coming on the Stadia platform at some point in the coming weeks, so keep your eyes peeled for that as well. You know, the one big thing we haven't mentioned for PC, which I completely forgot about. Go on, throw um, it in. We're almost at the end. It keep is, going. I will go very <laughs> quick. It is uh, EA games. A lot of EA games are coming now from Origin onto Steam. Um, they work using Origin servers, but you purchase them through Steam. Yeah. Um, so you can you still play with people from Origin, um, but pretty much every single EA game that is available is on sale. So you've got Jedi Fallen Order at half price, which is twenty seven pounds. Yeah. Uh, the deluxe edition is thirty pounds for a couple of quid. I'd go for it. Um, yeah, pretty much all all the EA games, new Need for Speed or current Need for Speed Battlefield. Anybody think there was an EA showcase coming up? Uh, maybe. Never know. <laughs> um, can't see if Dead Space is on or probably. 
you're going to get something for that now just to find out. I am. So. Uh, bed space is not an offer. It's oh, a well, lot more go. expensive than it usually is. There we go. Interesting. It's uh, £18 for the first one and £18 for the second one. I still think it's going to be worth it. Just saying. The Dead Space 3 is not on here. Which means it still remains on Origin. Oh, there we go. Nice. Well, you know what you've got to do, AA. I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what you've got to do. <laughs> <laughs> if EA listen to this, then uh, yeah. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> just for get someone working on it. For the love of Ben, drop a new Dead Space. Please, just drop one. <laughs> so many people want one, just drop one. It doesn't take that much. Yeah. Or just give it to someone else. Just sell your IP to someone else and they'll get it for 100. <laughs> Don't worry. Nice. Nice. Well, I think that brings us to a close on episode two. Yay. Thank you for joining us, people. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, barring, obviously, any worldly uh, events, um, we are going to keep coming to you every single week with content. Um, we'll keep getting better, keep keeping it fresh, um, you know, and, and keep trying to pick up as many stories as we can cover um, without, you know, without going too deep and, and too techy. Um, that's that's all from me, from Barry. That's all from me, Ben. And we'll uh, we'll catch you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye.